Welcome to Ready to Lead, a show that gives you, the leader, tools, tips, and insights you need to grow your team, your company, and yourself. Welcome to the Ready to Lead podcast. This is the show where we give you tools, tips, and insights that you need to grow your team, your company, and yourself. But, you know, before we get into the show today, I have to say, seriously, thank you. Massive thank you to those of you that have already left reviews about the show, especially to Kimbo B, who says, Richard Lindner is a genius. I am so thrilled to see him hosting this podcast as he is typically so invested in running his teams that he's unreachable. This podcast is sure to be absolutely fantastic. I am already sharing with my leadership team as a weekly resource. Kimbo, thank you. Seriously, I, I can't thank you enough for your support. We, we really appreciate it. And everybody else who has already left reviews, we are so, so grateful for you, truly. Because every review really goes a long way in helping the show succeed, which will get to more and more leaders across the world. That, that's really what we're trying to do to help elevate leadership around the world, to help people have the tools and tips they need to be better human beings. So thank you, everybody. And on that note, Richard and I have a quick favor to ask. If there's a new leader that you know, or emerging leader, or someone who could benefit from leadership development and how to lead their teams, please share this podcast with them. We want to spread the word. We want more people to be empowered with the leadership tools that we are providing on this podcast, because what we're doing is creating a community of leaders. And we believe that a community of leaders can truly make a difference around the world for good. So now on to today's episode. I'm super excited to talk about this with you because it's a little bit different. Uh, it's an interview with me and Kathy Lip. And if you haven't heard of Kathy Lip, she's phenomenal. She's a world-renowned author, has written over 20 books. She hosts the Clutter-Free Academy podcast. And you may be thinking, wait, what was that? Yes, you heard me correctly. She's someone who has been helping leaders become more effective through, wait for it, decluttering. I really think you'll like this episode because it's a little different slant. It, it's all about how can we leverage being less cluttered in our lives to be more powerful and engaged and creative leaders. It's, like I said, a very different twist, and I really think you're going to enjoy it. So get ready to listen, get ready to write down, and get ready to lead. Here's the interview with Kathy Lip. Kathy, it's so great to be with you. I'm uh, overjoyed to connect with you better, to learn from you. I'm so excited for our listeners to learn from you as well. I, this, this episode today, I just, I can't be more excited about. Uh, and even just before as we were talking, before recording, I, I already feel a connection of like, yeah, this is, this is going to be great. So Kathy, welcome. So glad yes, you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm very excited about our time together. So great. You know, Having a name Kathy Lip and a name Jeff Mask, both of us probably get a lot of raised eyebrows. Is that really yes, your last name? Yes, yep. it is. <laughs> I married into it and I didn't keep my original. Yeah. I went from Hunter to Lip, you know, it. but at least it's unique, right? Anything to stand out. Exactly. Definitely. My poor wife went from Pierce, which is such a, a great gorgeous name. stately yes. name. Yeah. To, to mask. mask. You know girl. what? She must really love you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't know what I did there, but I'm grateful. Grateful she did 21 years ago. Okay, so let's jump into kind of your your origin story. I'd love for for listeners to hear um, what do you do and and why do you do it? And you know, people could research you and look you up, but I'd love to hear from your own words 
what is it you yeah. do? You know, how, how if if you're just walking into to an elevator, yes. if you will, and pitch. an elevator yeah. pitch, or what would you say? Hey, I'm Kathy Kathy Lip, and here's what I do. What yeah. would you say? Yeah, so I have two people I like to serve. I like to serve that person who is overwhelmed by clutter. And I also like to serve the person who feels like they have a mission and they want to communicate it. So the clutter one comes very naturally. I was a young mom. I was buried in clutter. You know, the kids come with so many accessories, but it was beyond that. I could tell that I was getting into, let's just be honest, a dark place with being overwhelmed by the state of my house, being overwhelmed by you know, just managing day to day. And I come by it honestly, my mm-hmm. dad was actually a hoarder. And we, we, we didn't know what that was called then. We just knew that he had way too much stuff and it was driving everybody crazy. <laughs> but now you look at it and people are like, oh, you mean like the show hoarders? I'm like, I've actually never seen that because to some people it's huh. intriguing. To some people it's funny. To me, it's like a flashback. And so... Right. I, I don't need PTSD. Yes, exactly. I don't need to bring any more of that into my life. But I tried all the programs and everything. And then when I finally kind of figured out that this wasn't just a an issue of having too much stuff, it was like, what was my relationship with stuff? Why did I find mm-hmm. the need to keep bringing things into my house? And I'll just be honest with you. I think it was more of a mental and spiritual issue than it was a stuff issue. And once I started to dig down to that, I got to really work on it, change it. And now I, I, I wouldn't say, you know, I'm not Martha Stewart by any stretch of the imagination, but I can invite <laughs> you in for a cup of coffee anytime without having to apologize. And that's a big leap for me. Right. <laughs> that's great. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And, you know, if you're listening, you may be going, wait, I've listened to many other episodes of Ready to Lead that's that's very clearly about right. leadership and managing my team and managing myself. Are we talking about declutter? Right. Like, am I on the right podcast? Right. And the answer is absolutely you are. And there's a really actually powerful twist to to this because there's a lot of a lot of grounding principles that come to leadership, leading ourselves, leading mm-hmm. our teams. That when we have cluttered minds, when we have cluttered systems and processes, when we don't have clarity, it's so much more anxiety-inducing to lead versus when you can declutter, it, it's different. So yes, you're mm-hmm. in the right place. Kathy, you are the right person. That You're the you're literally world-renowned expert on this. So thank you for, for sharing that origin story. And I feel you on the PTSD yeah. part as well. I mean, that... I have some connection to that in family and, and it can get, it's hard to feel peace right. when there's a lot of clutter, well, and when, literal and or spiritual yeah. or whatever. So when, when you know, you're not, you know that you're different and you don't understand why it, it is, mm-hmm. it, it wreaks havoc with, you know, what you can potentially do. Like when you have to cut off parts of your life, you can't have people over to your house. You can't get out the door on time. You can't, you know, you only have one place in your house. You can, you know, aim your zoom camera, (laughs) right? Which is the new that, you know, everything's a background. Um, It limits who you can become. And it also limits 
who your children can become, who your partner can become. Mm. It limits all of that. And so I have really come to understand that clutter is just a physical manifestation of what's going on inside of you. And we all have other physical manifestations, you know, you know, for some of us, you know, I struggle with weight as well. But you know, Mm -hmm. for other people, it's substance abuse, it is relationships, Mm -hmm. it's all those things. If you're not healthy in an area, it's going to eke out in another way. Yeah, somewhere else. I love it. So clutter is a physical manifestation. A spiritual dysfunction or an emotional dysfunction. It is something right, internal. Right, yeah. So good. So good. So th- that that's a perfect segue, I think, to how does now clutter and or decluttering affect us as leaders in leadership? Yeah. Right. So, so there's a little bit of a of a of a tease there that we just said of anything in, that we see in our lives that are, that is decluttered. It's really a physical manifestation of something internal that's going on. I, I really think that's super deep and super intriguing to think yeah. about. So how does decluttering for you and your opinion make a leader more effective? Yeah. So there was a great UCLA study that was done probably a dozen years ago about how much stuff people have in their homes. And I'm, I'm talking homes mm. right now because that's where we spend the majority of our time, especially over the past two years. And totally. the, the distraction that comes from you're constantly pinging in your environment. You're pinging off of, and when you have clutter, you are pinging off of each of those pieces, you know, whether it's a book or a pen or, you know, a glass, whatever it is. Your brain is constantly pinging and it's distracting you from your purpose that you are set out in front of. And let's just be honest, um, clutter can equal depression for many, many people. 66% of women say that for women, clutter has a much larger effect on them than men uh, Mm -hmm. scientifically, Mm -hmm. but it also affects men in great numbers. But I'll just give you the crazy numbers. 66% of women say that they deal with clutter. It's it's a huge issue in their lives. But also the stats of clutter and depression, I mean, they're almost neck and neck. If you are depressed, you have clutter. Mm. And if you have clutter, you're probably suffering from some, whether it's situational depression all the way down to something you're really struggling with. Fascinating. Fascinating. So decluttering enables us to, as leaders, to quote unquote, clear out the closets of our minds yes. to help us to be more present and to, to be, what, what I hear you saying without saying it is decluttering, it, it, it lets go of the heavy, painful anchors that are holding us back to becoming the, the true person that we need to be because we're just so distracted and so weighed down right. by so many other things, which again, it's, it's a fascinating yeah. topic. It's it's totally unique. And I, that's why I love that we're doing this because it does add a, a different and fresh perspective. And I'll bet there are many that are listening going, oh, I've never really put that together. Yeah. I've never really put that personal connection to my leadership. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're, when you are looking at a task and say you have, you know, 20 things on your to-do list and you haven't prioritized them, they're all just kind of there in a jumble. It's going to be very hard for you to focus on your priority. You know, so Mm -hmm. even decluttering a to-do list, I, it, it really does make a lot of sense. 
And it's the, you can extrapolate that to your physical environment. So I would say if mm-hmm. you are able to say, okay, what's the one task I need to be working on right now? I'm, I'm a big p- believer in the 15 minutes, you know, just setting your clock, focusing on that and saying, it's okay to focus on this right now for 15 minutes and do nothing else. Mm-hmm. And it's the same. I mean, I use that principle in my work, in my decluttering, in almost everything I'm doing, in my creativity. And what I've come to understand is when mm-hmm. we give ourselves permission to focus on the thing that's in front of us, it ups our creativity, it ups our productivity, hmm. it ups all the things that we need to be a good leader. Interesting. So do you feel like if you can, ma- so so maybe a good, good place to start, if, if a leader out there is feeling uh, a bit chaotic, tough to prioritize, tough to figure out what's most effective. I, I love the exercise you just shared, a 15 minute exercise where how do you know if you're a leader, what is the one thing I need to focus on? What do you recommend, uh, you know, to help help a leader prioritize? Do you, do you see anything in your expertise that you've seen over the years with leaders in particular to say, man, you know, if you were able to do this one thing, it would probably be, you know, it would help in a cascading effect to put, you know, be that key domino, if you will, to say, if you do this one thing and a whole bunch of other things will land in place. Is there anything that you recommend or any place you, you think people should start? Okay, It's going to sound ridiculous, but I'm going to say the very first thing I think that you should do, if you haven't done it the night before, is just clear a space on your desk. Just having mm. a space where, and I, I keep a notepad and a pen there so that I can be writing things down. Being I write books. I need to have a place to capture yeah. <laughs> that important stuff. But if you can have what I'm not saying go home and declutter your entire house. But do you have a space that is dedicated to you being productive and creative every single day? And if it's not your desk, what is it? And if you don't have room on your desk to do those things. So I, I sit down every single day and I write down 10, 15 minute items that it's like, this is going to push my business forward. This is going to push my day forward. And then every single day I have an hour deep dive on something. What is it that I need to spend some concentrated time? I schedule that. It, it is in my schedule every single day. And when I do that, you know, 15 minutes isn't a long time, but I think we underestimate, I, there's this great quote, we overestimate what we can get done in a week. We underestimate what we can get done in a moment. And 15 yeah. minutes is a moment, basically. But it's amazing mm-hmm. how much you can get done when that is your sole focus. And this is all about being focused. Yeah. I am I suffer from bright, shiny object syndrome. Everything else, everything else in the world besides what I'm doing is more fun, more productive, more awesome. But I understand I have to do some hard things. So I get to, I have to do the things I have to do so I can do the things I want to do. Oh, that's great. That's gold right there. Do the things you have to do so you can do the things you want to do. I love that. Now, backing yeah. up a little bit. You, you said, you know, when I, when I said, where, where, would, where would you start? And I loved your answer. You might think it's crazy. I actually loved it. And that, that answer was clear space. Yeah. You know, make sure that at the end of each day, when you're starting the new day, that there's that clear space. The, I, the quick story, I, I was in a particular role leading a particular mm-hmm. team. We were off. Everyone was off the clock and gone. 
except for a couple of leaders who were there kind of going through a few details. And our CEO was wanting to get to know people a little bit better. So he was just working with the leaders to get to know their teams and, you know, kind of in an indirect way. And we're just walking around and he stops and he goes, that's a desk of a champion. And I thought that's a, that's a, that's a bizarre, that's a bizarre thought. Like, and I, and as I looked, I knew exactly what he was talking about. And he said, look at what this person did to start the day tomorrow. And, and there was no clutter. There were a couple pictures of what was most mm-hmm. important to him. There was a mantra for success of what he wanted to look at each day. There was a clean notepad and paper that had a particular action and a, t- and a, and a due date of when to do it. And he said, I don't know who sits here, but I know whoever that person is is a rising star at this company. Wow, I love and I thought, Wow. Yeah, it was so great. And then he said, now juxtapose that with this desk over here. There were probably half dozen empty soda cans. There was a a trash can that was overflowing Mm -hmm. with all sorts of things, paper everywhere, and just total chaos. And he said, I'll bet you this person is struggling. He said, and then he took a step back and he said, I don't want to be too judgmental. Maybe they're Mm -hmm. not. But, But my guess is, they could be more effective and more productive. I don't want to. I don't want to cast judgment and say they're they're a, a poor fit mm-hmm. or they're not doing well. But I think they could be more productive. And he talked to the leader and said, "I'd recommend you let this person, who's hyper organized and very clear of clutter, mentor this mm-hmm. other person." And it was just a, a fascinating conversation. I was like, "Wow, that was," and he didn't know the team. Right. I did, and he was spot on. Well, and Jeff, <laughs> here's what I'll say. That person with the cluttered desk may have been as productive as the person with the clean desk, but here's the difference. How much more work, how much more stress, how much Mm. more anguish did they have to go through to be as productive as the person who basically, let's talk about it, it's your launch pad. This is, what Mm -hmm. am I launching from each and every day? Am I constantly in recovery from yesterday or Thursday, or am I starting each day moving forward? And how is my mindset? So that person who is struggling so deeply with clutter, and here's the thing, cluttery people are the kindest, most warm, most lovely people. They will do anything for you, but it costs them more. And so what can we do to empower those people? Maybe they're on our team. Maybe they're us. And I really believe (laughs) that these little rituals we can do to say, you know what? This is my favorite thing I like to say to myself that isn't scripture, that isn't a great quote, is what can I do right now to take care of my future self? Ooh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Those that are listening that maybe want to rewind that, I'll, I'll do you a favor and not have to have you rewind that. Kathy, say that one more what time. What can I do right now to take care of my future self? I'd love to give you an example. So good. Like right now, I am very concentrated. I am concentrating heavily on my health. I'm, I'm doing, I'm trying to do mm-hmm. all the things. And I have found mm-hmm. the, the key to whether I have a good week or a not good week is on the weekend, do I take an hour to roast my vegetables, cook my brown rice, mm. make sure that my workout clothes are set out, 
you know, grill the chicken. Mm -hmm. I take, you know, an hour to two hours and I am taking care of my future self. So the rest of the week, I don't have the, well, I don't have time. I'm just going to grab you right. know, a frozen burrito or something like that. I am mm -hmm. taking care of my mm -hmm. future self. So I do that at night when I clear my desk. I do that mm -hmm. when I am making my coffee the night before because it just, everything goes smoother when it, it's not so much about being like organized for the sake of being organized. It's saying I, I can make less decisions because every decision takes energy, right? Totally, and so if totally. I made the decision the night before that I'm going to make it easy to have a healthy breakfast, I'm going to make it easy to um, grab you know my cup of coffee so I can sit down. For me, it's with scripture in the morning to start with. If mm -hmm. I can make all those decisions mm -hmm. in advance when I'm not struggling, it makes everything better. And that, to me, is the key to decluttering, being organized. It's not for the sake of showing it for other people. It's to say, how do I make my life more successful? I love that. That's it's so good. You know, I, I'm sure that much of that resonated with people. If and, and one part in particular, as you're, as you're listening as a leader, how many of us struggle from decision fatigue? Mm -hmm. And, and here, here's a, here's a rule of thumb. If, if whether or not you're not sure to, how to answer that question, when you get home, or, you know, if you come from your home office to the kitchen, whatever, when you're, when you're quote unquote done with work and it's time to determine what to eat, where to go, and your partner looks at you and asks, and you think to yourself, I, I don't even, right. I don't even know. I don't even mm -hmm. care. Just if there's something in front of me, I'm great. That's decision mm -hmm. fatigue, right? <laughs> just like, just what to eat, where to go, what to wear. It, it it adds up because so often as, as leaders, we're making constant decisions and many of them very weighty, heavy, heavy decisions that are taxing and trying. And so if we can eliminate some of that decision through proper planning and organization to serve our future self, then we're going to make our, our, our lives a little less, less taxing and trying and heavy. So I love that. Great, great point, Kathy. It's so good. So let's, let's segue a little bit here. I'd love to hear a story from you or, or anything from your experience of perhaps when you saw a leader who allowed the chaos and disorganization of her or his team or department inhibit their growth uh, or, or just affect others around them. Given that you've been in this world as long as you have and you're the expert that you are, I'm sure you have a plethora of stories here. Of, of <laughs> I just had I love that word. word. I, I like that word, and I like yes. three amigos. <laughs> great, great uh, '80s reference of, of three amigos <laughs> movie. If you've never seen that with with Steve, who, Steve, who's in that? Chevy Steve Chase and Martin Steve Martin, and yeah. oh my goodness, they're in a movie right now. I can't remember who the third guy is. That's terrible, but yes, I I remember yeah. <laughs> that movie well. Uh, yeah, I would say it. It's. I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise you with what I say. I think there are a lot of leaders who like to appear organized and but don't understand what true organization is. So there was a guy who uh he I worked with him back in my nonprofit days, and he had all the systems. Like, you know, we're talking, you know, pagers. That's that's the era we're talking here. 
but he had his mm. his notebook <laughs> that had all of the the you know appointments in it. He, it was cross referenced and all that kind of stuff. Like he appeared to be the most organized person in the entire organization. And then I like where this is going. Okay. <laughs> well, and I was in awe because I was organizationally deficient at that point. Mm-hmm. And I was new to the company and I'm like, I want to be like him. I, I want to be like him. I want to know like what's coming up and how to plan for it. And I was telling another coworker, yeah, I just need to be more organized and need to be more like this guy. And she said, you know, Steve spends all of his time saddling up. And I'm like, well, mm. what does that mean? And she says, he spends so much time on his systems and his organization that Steve never goes anywhere. Like, he never mm. gets the horse in the right direction. Like, he, there's no giddy up there. And wow. I, I have seen that so many times. We're going to, you know, we have a problem. Mm. We have a problem with our leadership. We have a problem with the people working under with us. So we're going to get a new tool. We're going to get a new system. We're going to, but here's the problem. Oftentimes it's not a process problem. It may be a people problem. And so how Mm. do you determine what that is? And I let, I've led a team, you know, this is really like year 10 of leading a team. And what I've come to understand is you can have all the systems in the world, but if you don't have the right people who are bought into the mission of your, of your company, if, if they are, I mean, hopefully nobody is as excited about your mission as you are, but you have (laughs) to have people who understand the mission and understand what they can get out of being one of your team members. And if you don't have those things, the process doesn't matter. And so, totally. so yes, yeah, spend some time in the morning setting out your day. But if you're spending more than 5% of your time getting organized, staying organized, you need to look at your systems or you need to look if you're doing the right things. Yeah, I love that. So, so what I hear you saying is with, with this particular story and then that last anecdotal part, don't over engineer. Right. Don't overcomplicate. Yes. Right. No. If if you're spending hours preparing, likely a good indicator we're we're avoiding something. We we aren't clear on what's the highest priority. Yeah. Some type of gun shy or are not getting on the saddle to go in the direction we need to go. To use the analogy used before, I, I love that. So so takeaway there, I hear. Do spend time in the evening to prepare quickly for something in the morning. Quickly is the right. key. Don't over don't over engineer it and don't over process. Yeah. Two, get really clear on what are the most important priorities to accomplish that day. And three, to steal the the, the thing from before, set fifteen minute power times to just knock something out to get the product productivity yeah. down. Do you do you agree? You know, some people say when you prioritize and do that important work to to do the most pressing slash most most difficult task first to get it out of the way so as to, you know, some procrastination yeah. or, or avoidance? Or what do you think on that? Do you think that's 
that's important? Or does it depend on the work that people are so, doing? What's your so take on that? So for me personally, because part of me has to be creative and part of me has to execute. My, mm-hmm. my best time is in the morning. So I'm creative in the mm-hmm. morning. So that's when I do my writing, my blog posts, podcasting, all of that kind of stuff. Executing in meetings are in the afternoon. It's not because I want to give my, the people I'm meeting with or the people I'm coaching less. It's because I, when I coach them, I've already lived out my purpose that day. I've already lived out mm-hmm. what I do, what I contribute to the world. And I get energized for people like meeting with people that's my most energizing work so that can wait till the later Mm. afternoon but the stuff that i need to do my deep thinking i need to push through and when i say deep thinking what i mean is like i write 500 words a day no matter what happens and writing does not bring me joy let me just tell you i i hate (laughs) i hate writing i love having written something that that brings me joy Mm. but i know that my best work comes in the morning. So I save that for my highest priority. So I think it's really getting to know yourself and know your own Mm -hmm. rhythms and say, okay, what, what, where am I best? And then to schedule around it. So my assistant, she knows meetings are only in the afternoons, unless it's something super critical like this, this I wanted to do. This was going to be fun. Let's make this happen. (laughs) But otherwise it's in the afternoons because I know what I need to reserve my best for. Got it. So I hear you saying know yourself. All the time. I am right? so mean to myself, Definitely. but I do what I have to do so I can do what I want to do. So good. So so many good tweetable lines there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so true. But you know, so I love that last line that you shared. I totally agree. Do what you have to do so you can do what you want to do. Totally love that. I also love the thought, know yourself. Listen to what experts are saying, but then also have the self-awareness to know that that may work for you, but that's not quite what works for me. And that's fine, right? I learned one of the things that, you know, people were saying in the digital era, you need to have a a way to track everything and and do it within this particular app or this software, because that's what's going to help you be most productive. And so I tried multiple things for productivity for managing tasks and commitments and other things so I could stay true to my word and be integrous. And they just all flopped for me. And so what I learned, the old school way for me that worked was, wait for it, pen and paper on a simple little notepad that had lines on it already with two columns on it. That is my go-to. And I've tried multiple other other digital programs and apps and other things that, that work great for other people. They don't work for me. There's something about the pen and paper with my brain that, that sears into my memory what I need to get done. And when I do that, I can stay true to my word and make it happen. But I had to, you know, trial and error, I had to figure that out and know myself. So true. You know, for me and many of my people, it's it, the only thing that really helps us is accountability. Like we need yeah. to, you know, I run for my coaching program for my, my clients. It's like, we check in Monday, we check in Wednesday, we check in Friday. It's for some people, mm. including me, especially those, like I said, bright, shiny object syndrome. It's the only way <laughs> that I will get things done is because I know I'm reporting to somebody mm-hmm. else. Now there are other people, I'm guessing you're one of them, Jeff, that have more self-discipline. 
Like you don't want to let yourself down. Now, the funny thing is, if right. I don't do what I do, say I'm going to do, I'm not really letting anybody else down in that group. But to me, just mm-hmm. somebody asking is huge. And so knowing that that's yeah. going to happen is is so important to me. And it, it's it's an integrity issue for me. So mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I love that. I love that. So I... I I can't answer in the affirmative. You're, you're right. There is self-discipline built into me to where I, I want to stay true to my word. However, I don't think that's natural, mm. naturally me. Here's a, here's a story about that. I love me some mm-hmm. sleep. Like I, I am a sleep ninja. I am so good at sleeping. I could sleep for 12, 16 hours a day. I'm not even kidding. I'm the youngest of six kids. Wow. And frankly, when I came, I, I was a bit of a surprise for my parents. Hello. <laughs> And they didn't know I was coming. And so my mom was already pretty overwhelmed with five kids, all pretty close in age. That when I came and that I loved sleep, it was a massive blessing for her. Because she's like, just let Jeffrey sleep. That's, that's all good. When it came time to start kindergarten, I, we had the option to do half-day kindergarten in the morning or in the afternoon. Guess which right. one we chose? Afternoon all the way. So I would literally sleep until noon every day. And then, you know, go into to elementary school and, and or kindergarten. And it worked great for my mom, worked great for me. Well, it turns out that's not a really great way to, to build self-discipline right. and to not, not let my body and my, my, my carnal passions take over what needs to get done. And so it was wired into me for many years. I, I don't have a lot of self-discipline. I just kind of do what I want to do and. And being the youngest, I was a little bit more spoiled with that. And, and, and I had to build a muscle to learn how to do what I would say I would do, especially when it came to waking up. And so a, a bit of a tangent, but kind of a funny tangent, because sometimes people hear podcasts and think, oh, yeah, well, that's just not me. Right. And yeah, you have self-discipline, but I, 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 I don't. I believe self-discipline can be taught, can be learned. Do just too. like a muscle and anything else. We can strengthen yeah. it. We just have to build it. So... Man, and I still, I coach CEOs around the world that are high performing, high productive. People think, oh, so you, you, you have to have it all dialed in. I said, of course I don't. But what I do is I hack my system. I schedule my coaching sessions, especially with my British mm-hmm. clients, very early for me, six right. a.m., one p.m. for them for the most for the most part to get my lazy butt out of bed. I, I love it. <laughs> I just, I have to know myself. Right. Yeah. Just and like that, that declutters for me. Otherwise I would sleep forever. That's true. And as a fellow, my mom signed me up to be a late bird in kindergarten. Yes. I totally get that. I will give you hope though. Like I was one of those people who could sleep all day. Now my jam is I go to bed at like nine 30 and I sleep like a rock till five thirty. Like I am the best sleeper on the planet. Wow. But I wait. I automatically <laughs> wake up after eight hours. It's crazy. It's the only like healthy that's thing that's built into me that I don't have to struggle for anymore. It's wonderful. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> so I guess the salient point there is declutter and self discipline can be yes. taught. They can be learned. Absolutely. Right? And we, we instead of just saying, "Well, that's just not who I am," then change who you are little by little yes absolutely why are we holding on to things that aren't serving us physically you know why do why are we hanging on to you know past hobbies and those aren't serving us and everything that we do 
you know, we, we are constantly having to balance our space, time, energy, and money. And, mm-hmm. you know, why, why would we allow our space to, especially, you know, when we're doing so much from home now, why would we allow things in there that aren't serving us? So get rid of it. It, totally. it will, it will instantly increase your peace. I, I guarantee you, the mm-hmm. more you get rid of, the, unless, unless you're a hoarder, which is a diagnosed condition, getting rid of stuff will mm-hmm. increase your peace. Let, so let's, let's kind of end with this mm-hmm. thought. Increasing peace as a leader through decluttering. Mm-hmm. Are, are, you, are you implying there that there are, there's a spiritual element of decluttering, mm-hmm. of just your overall well-being? And 100%. Peace? I... I don't get it twisted. It is it is a spiritual thing. Why do we keep stuff? Fear. What if I need it someday? Guilt. You know, mm-hmm. Aunt Tilly gave it to me. And shame. I spent so <laughs> much money on it. I spent so much money on it. I need to keep it for the rest of my life. Fear, guilt, and shame. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I don't know, you know, what spiritual discipline people come from. My, I've got, you know, my, mm-hmm. my guidebook is the Bible. Jesus talks about fear, guilt, and shame all the time. And totally. Jesus talks more about our money and our possessions than any other subject. He knew that we were going to get this twisted. He knew we were going to get this twisted. Interesting. And so I believe that when we start to confront why are we keeping the things we are, we understand it's a spiritual issue mm-hmm. and it can be dealt with. It, we are not stuck. Totally. We are not stuck. I love that. That's, that's so well said. And interestingly, it crosses over to our professional yes. life. Yes. It, it very much does. And as we're learning more and more as we evolve as, as a society and as a workforce in general, the person that we are at home is the person we are at work. As much as we tried to separate those in the past and as much as work would tell us, bring, don't bring your whole self to work, it thankfully COVID debunked right. all that and said just it, it is what it yeah. is and, and it's all good. So therefore, we've got to um, embrace that who we are at home and, and the, any, any cluttering issues that we have there will inevitably trickle in if, if they aren't already into our work and, and dilute our ability to be effective for people, inhibit our, our opportunity to really drive and grow and serve and, and, and enable people to be the best versions of themselves when we are cluttered and, and, and hung down. You know, quick, quick story about clutter and, and spirituality. I, was, I learned that lesson in my early 20s when I was living in Buenos Aires, I was there as a missionary for my church. And I was in this particular apartment that was just, my, let's just say my mom would not be happy with, not, with how not dirty mom it approved. was. And I was like, eh, right, right. <laughs> and I, you know, as, as a, as a young dude, I was like, I, I don't care. I like, I, if I can sleep comfortably, right. fine, no big deal. Until I woke up one day and I was trying to study and I just felt like it just, it was like sapping my energy. Mm-hmm. I could feel it. And so I looked over at, at the, the, those that I was in the apartment with and I said, Hey, let's, let's spend today. Let's like really mm-hmm. clean this place. And, and the problem with it and why it was so dirty is there were multiple missionaries that would just kind of move yeah. in and out and it was never quite unquote, or quote unquote, your place. Right. So no one really felt ownership to do anything. And we said, let's change that. So we spent a couple hours and just really cleaned it. 
I cannot tell you the peace we felt after that happened. I, I was totally, I, I was like light bulb on, of course, when there's clutter and dirt, there isn't peace. There isn't order. I can't feel a stronger spirit. And I thought, I would have never thought that, especially growing up. It's like, no, make me do yeah. work to get in that way. Right. But I learned when our environment is cluttered and dirty, there's a different spirit that's that's present that doesn't enable creativity and and peace and selflessness and gratitude because subconsciously there's a whole bunch of wings. I know it, it may sound woo-woo for a lot of people, but there's a lot of yeah. truth to this. And I think it really translates well to how yeah. we lead. And if you just think about what where do you do your best work? Lots of people want to get away to like a hotel room or an Airbnb to really work. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're necessarily trying to get away from their day to day. It's oftentimes they can't think. Now, that may be because you have small children. Yeah. But it also may be <laughs> I just need a clear space. And that 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 is the key. You can create your own clear space. You can create your own best place to create. So great. Ah, it's beautiful. Awesome. This this has been so great talking with you. I, I really, I'm grateful for your expertise. I'm grateful for how you weave in how this aspect of our personal lives definitely affects how we lead, which is the case yeah. in leadership, right? That's the case for the people that we're leading. We're leading that whole, that whole person. And so if we ourselves as leaders haven't learned how to declutter our minds, our lives, our, our business processes and so forth, we're holding ourselves back and in turn holding our teams back from becoming the best versions of themselves, which is why we're talking about this. So again, Kathy, thank you a million times over for, for your insights, for your wisdom, for your expertise, for your self-discipline to master these skill sets to then bless the lives of so many other people. It's just been so great. I'm curious if you were to leave our listeners with one golden nugget, what what would you have them hear? What what would you yeah. like? There is a a message, a business, something that only you can bring to the world, and to throw off anything that's going to keep you from doing that. Uh, whether it's mm. organizing your time, organizing your space, managing your energy you know, getting your finances in order, whatever it is, spend time on your biggest hindrance so that you can be the biggest blessing to the world that you were created to be. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So good. It's such a great takeaway and so many other great nuggets as well as we've already already said. Thank you. So if people want to uh, learn more from you, Kathy, connect with you. What's the best way that they can reach Probably out Probably the you? easiest is just kathylip.com. It's K-A-T-H-I-L-I-P-P.com. And we've got tons of decluttering resources and leadership resources over there we'd love to point you to. So great. Ah, thank you. Thank you again. And everybody, thank you for listening today. Um, I'm I'm so grateful Kathy is now a part of your life as, as she is a part of mine, I, I believe. She has a lot to share with the world and has already and will continue to, to help us as leaders lead a more decluttered life to then lead a a more decluttered workforce and an environment to help people become the best versions of themselves. That's what we're doing. So 
Thank you, everyone. Kathy, thank you. I really appreciate you. And I, I really look forward to learning more from you as we continue to grow our relationship. Just for the record, Kathy and I are connected through a mutual friend. Um, and and so we're, we're new in our relationship, but already we're old souls. I, I feel, can it, feel too. it. I feel it too. <laughs> it's great. So everybody, thank you. Look at the actions that you will take from this particular um, episode. I, I recommend taking one and going, executing, and, and practice Kathy's recommendation of just 15 minutes to focus on that one thing. So everybody, thank you. Hopefully this will help you become and be more ready to lead daily, weekly, monthly as you tackle on or, or take on what, what's coming your way. But until then, best to you and thank you, everybody. Kathy, thank, thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for listening to the Ready to Lead show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating on your favorite podcast platform. And if you want to stay updated on the release of new episodes, be sure to hit that follow button. And Jeff and Richard, they want to hear from you. If there's an episode topic you'd like to hear them dive into, or something about today's episode that was a big breakthrough, or maybe even something you disagree with, they want to know, send them an email at feedback at readytolead.com. Thanks again for tuning into this episode. We'll see you on the next one.